Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. Cool chart from Sumer Sports. That's Eric Eager's new hangout. Longest completed throws of the season. In the top ten, Allen has three air yards. Okay. Can you name them? Um. Well, Gabe Davis against Pittsburgh twice, maybe. The sec the second one is the long pass to Davis. Would that that might have been the other one? One one of those two is is on this list. Yes, not both. Okay. Which one was a longer throw? I think the one from the end zone went to about midfield. The other one was from close. I now. They're the, close. I th- I think the the ninety eight yarder is going to be the longer air yard pass. Okay. So one of those. Okay. And then two others. What do you mind telling me? What are the air yards on? Do, do you have it there? Yeah. Or is it just? I do. On on the Pittsburgh one. What are the air yards? Sixty point one. Okay. Um. Then let's see. We've got uh, one of the one of the New England plays. Yes. That's the his. Digs. That's his top. Okay. That would wow. that be Diggs? Left sideline where Allen knew it was good and just sort of put his hands up to show, I think, like, I think so, yeah. yeah. I got this kind of a look. Yes, that's right. That's third yeah. third in the league this year for air yards, completed passes was that play. And then his other one was in the playoffs. Okay. Um, I guess, actually. Obviously, it must have been the Miami game then. <laughs> yeah, week 19. Yeah. Hmm. Fifty nine point eight. Was it not a touch? Was there a completed pass in that game that was not a touchdown? Fifty nine point eight. His long for the game was thirty six. So we got a problem. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> add up. Got a problem. This is week nineteen. <laughs> uh, so that isn't right. It really does say that. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. The, I the long. You. The longest completed pass in the NFL this year was by, of course, PJ Walker, mm, by more sure. than four yards over second place. Sixty seven point six. Lamar Jackson had second place in that game they lost to Jacksonville. Is the P.J. Walker one the throw that, that D.J. Moore got the penalty on? If I get the wrong, was, I think... Is that the Hail Mary? The Hail Mary, yeah. It was that that really a It wasn't a traditional Hail Mary. It's like a, he was just thrown to him, but... Yeah, it could be. Huh. Not sure. Week 8. A- a- Allen's longest air yard pass should have been the last play of the Jet game. Oh, right. Because he hit Davis, and that ball, I think, might have been close to 70 yards in the air. 
with the the bad elbow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here's Jake with us. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, man. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. So I just have uh, two questions for you. Um, I was wondering what you thought the draft capital value would be for Davius White and Micah Hyde with both of them coming off the, you know, the real crazy injuries. I really can't expect them to play at that elite level again, or at least, you know, the odds aren't entirely in our favor. So would you think that we could explore options to maybe trade them if their value was good enough and replace them with the, with the, with the return for, you know, a younger, more cap-friendly scenario? I'm not sure it would be easy on either guy um, for a trade that I would like. I mean, your assessment, I think, is fair, but I think a guy off a season-long neck injury at Hyde's age is tough to trade for something you'd want. And Trey Trey White with his contract now might not be, I mean, he might not be easy to trade either. So I think that might be tough to do. I think you have to just sort of put your head down there and hope this doesn't sound good hope that both guys are reasonable reasonably close to pre-injury form and i I don't think you have to work real hard to get there on white i mean i know it's been kind of an odyssey with him here um you know the struggle through the rehab how how honest he was about that and just everything i mean it, it it just feels to me like he 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 feels he feels a lot of feels deeply. It, it, it seems to me. I'm sorry to be so sloppy with it, but you know, I, I just I just think that that he had a lot going on, and plus he was coming off that injury, and it is not at all out of the ordinary for a guy to be more like his pre-injury self in the second season following that kind of injury. Right. So, you know, when you add it all up, I don't think you're you, you might be settling for nickels on the dime with him right now and I don't want to do that. I don't think the Bills are in a position to do that. Um and then, right. you know, you're, the the other problem with your scenario is you're you're expecting to replace him with a rookie that you're going to draft with the pieces you get in the trade and I don't know, the Bills drafted a corner this year and could barely get him on the field. So that's not right. a perfect solution either. So I think you just got to hope White gets close to being himself. I feel like uh, next year, you know, if, if things trickle down poorly, we have no alternative but, you know, pennies on the dollar instead of dimes and nickels. So I appreciate yeah, yeah. the call. Thank you so much for the time. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Thanks for calling. Right. We have Ryan next. Hi, Ryan. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, just wanted to call and talk about the defense, particularly the, the offensive line. Um a lot of talk recently has been about like how Bean has whiffed on a lot of moves and certainly has missed on on several. But um, if you re- like remember the beginning of the year, even like the Rams game, and I know they weren't any great shakes this year, but when I was watching that defensive line, I was like, oh my god, these guys are <laughs> virtually going to be unbeatable. They were just yep. throwing guys around. Um, and then obviously the the numbers went down, especially on the pass rush when Miller went out. But coincidentally enough, that same time everybody on the defensive line except maybe is like Tim Saddle was playing through some sort of injury when they're, they just had an injury. So, you know, I think obviously Miller being out made a big impact on that, but I think down the stretch and I know every team plays through injuries. I think a lot of the guys were playing at a, a percentage much lower than, you know, 80, 90%. Um, and I think that's probably more of the reason. So I think when the season starts again, and maybe this is the optimistic, 
optimistic side of me. I think you'll you'll see a lot more of what we were seeing in the beginning of the year, regardless of how Miller recovers. Maybe. Uh, that is how I remember the start of the year. I, I remember using the, the word unblockable um, about how they looked against the Rams and thinking, like, if, if that is really what they are up front, then, like, look out. And, you know, obviously they, they, they weren't that all year for some of the reasons that the caller is mentioning. It, their pressure rate plummeted after Von Miller. Von Miller, for me, was the ace starting pitcher you trade for that makes all your other pitchers better because their matchups are easier. And when he went out, they went down, I mean, sharply. So maybe the injuries is fair, but it was pretty dramatic. Here's Jake next. Hi, Jake. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. You're welcome. So I heard a lot of comparisons between Andy Reid's offense and Ken Dorsey's offense in the past couple days. And as I was watching the Super Bowl, I couldn't help compare Nick Sirianni's offense with Ken Dorsey's offense. Now, in my biased opinion, Josh is a much better quarterback, um, similar athlete, but much better quarterback. But the Eagles move the ball down the field so easily. And it's part of it is the O-line, but part of it's the system that Nick Sirianni created where he's not making it overly complicated for Jalen Hurts, and he's not asking him to do anything uh, overly complex or make throws that are overly difficult, where is for us to put together a drive, Josh has to run over somebody. We have to convert five third downs. Josh is taking hits, and I, I just can't help but think that we need to build a simpler system around him. I know we talk a lot about weapons and building the old line, but can we put him in an easier scheme, an easier system? I don't know. I mean, you're taking a lot of liberties here. <laughs> too many, too many for my taste. Not to say that you'd be wrong about this, but I don't think Allen is a much better player than Hurts. Like, explain to me what what this assessment of Philadelphia really is. Like, Jalen Hurts was outstanding. He was above Allen for toward the end of the year before he got hurt in in the MVP consideration. He he was great, and you're talking about him like he's just like anybody could do it. He threw some very high-difficulty throws in the Super Bowl that were dimes. I, I think, I mean, A.J. Brown is outstanding. You know, he's at least on the digs level, if not higher. And Devontae Smith is also great. Goddard's really good. Running backs are the running backs. It's that, but their line was, like, the best. And the Bills' line was not. So that that's part of it, too. You know, Allen having to run over guys isn't because the offense is too complicated. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, no but, part of me is thinking like let's make it easier. Let's make let's make it simpler rather for for Allen. And I think you're probably dramatically getting Hurts wrong. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I already said like what I think about that. I, I do think the caller has a point about easy throws, though like things that just present themselves. I think that that was a key element of Allen and his ascension under Dayball was just an understanding of where the easy play is going to be because of this design. And I thought that they had that 
again, we're going back same same time frame, different side of the ball. The caller previous is talking about how the defensive line looked at the beginning of the year. I'm going to make the point I make all the time about the passing game at the beginning of the year was precise and quick, and there was a plenty of easy layup looking type throws for Allen where he wasn't like scanning the field trying to make the, the most incredible throw you've ever seen it was just kind of pitch and catch here's the open guy because of the coverage and the routes were running and this is the guy that's going to be sprung open and there you go and that dissipated as the year went on and I do think um that that is that is something that was missing uh, this year in the Bills offense, that there just weren't enough, for lack of a better way to put it, easy throws uh, in the offense. Um, stuff like in the in the in the in the middle range, even um, that's not necessarily easy, but it's open because of the way you designed the play. And I just don't, I don't, I didn't see enough of that as the year wore on. Okay, right. Excited for the Scotties. I couldn't possibly care any less. <laughs> I believe that. What what is this guy? It's it's curling, right? Yes. Yeah. Friday, I think. Where is this on? Tudden? Uh if What's it's that? on Tudden, I'm getting it. Where, where can I find where can I find this guy? It's not on anywhere in our country. No, you have no. to watch it the next day or the day after that on YouTube. But you're so close to Canada. I know. I can see, are, really. I can see Canada out my windows, but I can't see the curling yeah. out my windows. That doesn't seem fair. My DraftKings app thinks I'm close enough to Canada to not be allowed to bet, but I still can't see the curling. No, that's right. Yeah. But I watch it anyway. There's an effort to... What happens this time of year is I stop following certain accounts so that I don't find out who wins. And I just try to hide from it. But really, that's not that hard. Not too many people in my life are ever coming to me with like, oh, did you see Anerson? You know, like I'm just not it's it's been it's been possible to get most of the way through the event and not know, which is actually pretty good for 2023. Yeah. But I can't see you live. That's what I want to do. I can't even watch today. I went one account I follow is tweeting like a little two or three minute uh, video about it. And I can't watch that either. Like, T- you ever try to watch a video on TSN.com yeah, or .ca? Yeah, available in your region. Right. You're not, you can't. You're not allowed to watch it. Yeah. Shouldn't that be something else by now? Seems like it. Yeah, seems like it. <laughs> what's What's so dangerous about that? Why don't you just go to Canada? I know a couple places. I might. I've done that. When we went to Great Wolf Lodge the first time, like, let's leave early so that I can watch the curling. Imagine, imagine knowing a guy. Imagine that, being married to you. Right. Imagine knowing a guy that he's a part of a family trip to a water park and he's trying to time it so he can basically leave his family and watch curling on television from his room yeah. or at least from like the bar. They had it on at the bar yeah. at the, you know, in the water park. That's all I was talking about. Yeah. Imagine that. Well, that's me. That is you. The Briar pools are set too. the men's. They set the pools today. A and B. Good to know. I still think one of my greatest achievements as a parent was actually squeezing in a quality nap inside of a water park. <laughs> it doesn't sound like an easy thing. No. Like, at least, I, you know, I can't speak for Great Wolf, but I've been to some others. Um, and this place that I, this happened was very, uh, just, it was a very loud place. 
you know, the, the water, the kids, the everything. It was a very lot. And I, I, I remember, like, sitting down in the chair. I'm like, I actually feel it. I feel it. I, I feel this is coming. I'm going to. And I, just, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, woke up. Kids were old enough that I didn't have to be, like, you know, hovering over them in a water park. Well, I guess. And, well, right. I say that now. Um, no, it was true. And I just woke up like, wow, what? a job that was <laughs> it's wow. so loud in here but i pulled it off it's like the kind of loud it makes it easier to sleep maybe maybe i guess it's it's more yeah well it's not right what, what can keep you from sleeping is jarring there's nothing jarring about this it's sort of constant right i mean sure the voices are different but it's just one noise right you know it's the opposite of like in golf right when somebody sure. says something it's quiet and that's just sort of Right, you alarms you. Right, or like if I'm if I'm if I'm you know on the couch or in a recliner in the living room, and Leo comes downstairs to make some lunch, and like a a pot or pan clank clank, uh, but yeah, guess who wakes up? Right, it's not as loud as the water park is the whole time, but it's sudden and like whoa, water park doesn't have any sudden noise, just volume. It constantly. is all, you talk about like not having to hover over your kids. It has always been my son's way. Like, if, if he's got an opening, he goes. Mm-hmm. And so there have been, like, right from when he started walking, there have been plenty of Where's Julius moments, like yeah. lots of them. And I remember this first this Great Wolf Lodge is massive. There's yeah. tons to do inside. It's through hallways, this magic quest and everything. Like, it could be anywhere. It's huge. And then even inside the water park, it's that, too. So, like, right as soon as we got there, where is he? Yeah. As soon as he got there. So that was kind of like the theme of the trip. And then this year, too, but it wasn't as sort of worrisome still like i felt like i never knew where he was over two days my wife and i at one point she's more into rides every time we go to an amusement park or water like she's more into the bigger stuff than i am i kind of want to just chill but at one point you know i was feeling like it was time she's like let's do let's do a couple of these like the kids aren't here wherever they are so i'm like yeah so we did this one ride niagara rapids i think it might be called and then we got off that and she's like let's go in the hot tub like i forgot about the hot tub the hot tub is outside and it's cold, right? right? Yeah. So, but that's a cool vibe. Yeah. So we, and there's a big sign. Uh, you, so you, I'm telling you right now how this ends. There's a big sign that says 18 and over, or even 21 and over. It might have been like what adults only. The sign says adults only. So we start walking out to sit in this outdoor hot tub, and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> you can never find him, and he's always in the hot tub. If you ever lose him, look in the hot tub. And he's just out there with his cousin, and it's the the two. There might have been like twelve or fifteen other people in this big outdoor hot tub. My wife and I get out there, and everybody's just sort of sitting around the outside of it, like you would expect. And there he is with his cousin. They're both like thirteen, and just like their eyes are dancing around, you know, like is anybody going to throw us out of here? Oh, great! Now Dad's here. And I just I thought it was too funny to say anything. Right. That's but awesome. We so we got out of there before you can't get him out of the hot tub. We got out of there before he did. Five minutes later he comes back over to our spot. He's like, Yeah, I got thrown out. I'm like, good. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing out there? Rules should be followed. You're thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Like come on. Good story, but uh, it had yeah. to end that way. Talk today with Sam Monson of PFF. We'll have that for you next on the Super Bowl, how it went or why it went the way it did, the Bills going forward, and more. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 